Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan, and you are listening to More 20 Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in, as always. This is a bit of a different episode than what we are used to. We went to CryptidCon in Lexington, Kentucky, and we had these grand plans of recording in our hotel room, but we pretty much just kind of did our own thing. We had a booth there, and we got some really good stories uh, from some people there. I had a little poster up saying, come tell us your stories. And we also got to interview Nick Groff. Uh, if you don't know who that is, Nick Groff is an American paranormal investigator. He was on the TV show as an investigator and an executive producer of Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel for a long time. And also the shows uh, Paranormal Lockdown and Ghost of Shepherdstown. So, really good stuff that we talked about with him. You definitely do not want to miss that interview. We talked to four other people as well and got some other good stories that I think you guys will really enjoy. But I just want to start off before we get into the episode of saying thank you to Matt Durham for sponsoring our trip to CryptoCon. Could not have done it without you. And also Kyle Cadell for letting us share booth space with him. Definitely could not have done it without you guys. We really appreciate you. And uh, like I said, this is a live interview in a room full of crowded people at a convention so sit back there is a little bit of noise take a chill pill and enjoy the ride hey what's up everybody this is nick groff from paranormal lockdown ghost adventures ghost of shepherdstown all sorts of just different paranormal content and we are at crypticon 2019 this is the third year that we have crypticon here in lexington kentucky right now it's going great packed house uh, having a blast, a lot of great people here, a lot of good vendors, a lot of good people uh, that we're crossing paths with, with from cryptids to paranormal to supernatural, all sorts of just different stuff. So if you haven't been, come on out to Crypticon, check it out, um, and come say hi. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, thanks we're so, so much for on. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's, Absolutely. It's cool. I love what you guys are doing. I'm, uh, I'm really admiring this kind of third eye hand you got going on here in the front table. <laughs> this is exactly. pretty wild. Yeah. I wish you guys could see this right now, but um, oh, yeah. it's cool. Anything to throw out that weird vibe, you know, we got to yeah. do it. We got to keep it spooky. Oh, yeah. So uh, give us a few details about how you got into studying the paranormal or uh, whatever you want to call it. This weird world we live in. Yeah. Uh, I think it <laughs> yeah. was just the fascination of all things paranormal. I actually got involved and just intrigued by UFOs and aliens and just weird things like that when I was really young actually I would go to my grandmother's house in uh, New England and she talked to me all the time about um, you know the Bernie and um, Betty case there in Nashua New Hampshire and just different things um, so I kind of got fascinated by that and I really became this weird kid at like age 13 I had remember those old remember maps like actual maps <laughs> yes not actually like having Google to maps, do the work like yes so you know back in 1993 <laughs> I was sitting in my room and I had this map and I'm like my dad comes in he's like what are you doing and I'm like I'm going to Area 51 someday you know it's just weird kid oh, like that yeah. like, and Area 51 wasn't on the map so I was trying to pinpoint where it was just based on um, my sister's godparents actually lived out in Nevada so they used to tell me about stories how 
his dad uh, built the bunkers at Area 51, and I used to listen to Art Bell all the time on my little boombox. Oh, right. boom Art boxes. Bell, yeah, yeah dude, it's incredible. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got my start and into the kind of creepiness of, you know, uh, what else is out there beyond, like, what we understand or know. The unexplainable has always intrigued me, so... Um, then I, I just got involved in ghosts and paranormal and really I, I called uh, a couple of buddies up one day when I was at um, going to college at UNLV and that's how I ended up in mm-hmm. Nevada awesome. okay. and I said hey you guys want to go look for ghosts and that's kind of how it all started <laughs> yep. um, I was doing it when I was a kid you know going to creepy houses abandoned locations and stuff with high school friends and whatnot. But, oh yeah we've all done it yeah, it's it's a good like small town fun thing to do for sure. Yeah, so it's kind of like the vibe on that, and just like searching, you know, searching out, I don't know, different weird things in this this world we live in that you just don't fully understand. So it's kind of how I got my start. Gotcha. And we're right there with you. We appreciate it as well. It's uh, we're a little newer than than that to the game for sure, but uh, yeah. learning as we go and really enjoying every step of the way. And. So it is a long road to now, obviously. You've been yeah. doing this a while. Would you mind just sharing with us one of your favorite stories that you've gathered over the years yeah. of this? So I was at um, this location called the Hinsdale House in uh, Upper New York. It's such a weird location. You know, I don't know. There's something about it that it has like this energetic pull. I'm such a logical thinker, too, so I'm always trying to like figure out why these things happen or what it what is. Because not everything's paranormal, you know? It's yeah. just something, some things we just don't fully... Can comprehend yet I think science you know we try to put everything in a box and then we realize oh that's X Y and Z that's what that actually is but there's some things that are just mind-blowing that there is no like logical explanation so Hinsdale has this weird vibe to it the land I feel is just just super uh, energetic and, and haunted and supernatural from paranormal claims to cryptic claims to ghosts to whatever you whatever you want to call it is out there I remember I was standing up in this woods, and they have this area in the back uh, called the Dark Forest, where the whole middle part is dead, right? And everything else around it is lush and green. And I was standing up there by myself in the dark, I don't know, around midnight or one in the morning, and um, I'm up there. Everything becomes quiet. All the animals and everything just becomes silent. And all of a sudden, I hear this rustling in, in like a tree really high up. And I'm like, what is this? And it sounded like a humongous, like, the only way I could describe it is like a massive turkey of some sorts, just rustling around. And then all of a sudden I hear this weird, like, thump, hits the ground, just doof, 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 starts walking to me. And oh, just, gosh. the sound disappears into the darkness. And I was just, I was really nervous, because I don't know if it's an animal or something yeah. weird. I didn't know if I was going to get eaten or something, you know? And, uh... <laughs> Suddenly it just went away and I became calm and, and that was a weird experience. That is very strange. What was strange. Even is the owner says a little bit later he was taking pictures with somebody else up there and they captured this this figure up in the tree with these red eyes. Oh wow. So it was pretty pretty wild. Right. You know, kind of validated what I experienced because I didn't tell him until he showed me that. I'm like, oh man, this is what I had happen to me up there. Exactly. So that was a cool little story. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of wild stuff in my like 15 years of week after week going to um, haunted locations to locations that, you know, from everything you could possibly think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the history behind a lot of the locations, uh, like mental asylums to jails to the United Kingdom, where a lot of the history is like rich, you know, with bloodshed and just all this energy that kind of lingers and the conscious thought from the brain that kind of 
you know, stays behind in these walls that are all decrepit now. And man, yeah. I am really liking the way that you're thinking. Uh, on that note, what is somewhere that you would say is a must see if you are into the paranormal? Yeah. I keep going back to a couple of locations that just fascinate me, and I think it's more of trying to discover something new. I hate being redundant in this field. I think um, I'm trying to push myself mentally and physically to try to discover something new because, you know, we live in a world that's so vast, right? And then we live in in our human bodies that have time. You know, we're born into this world and we die in this world. So that's, that's the realism behind it, right? It doesn't matter what your beliefs are, your religion, whatever your background is. The facts are every second that we're talking right now, we're passing away, right? Right. Yep. Think about it. So where's yep. the time? We create time as human beings because of that reason. So what happens if time doesn't necessarily exist and we're overlapping in this like kind of weird, I don't know, fundamental like breaking logic like of, of trying to explain, you know, how are these things happening? So is it, are we seeing ghosts or are we seeing, you know, just these moments of us? Right. Is the future or the past or the present or whatever, are these like kind of meshing together? So there's a lot of locations that I love to go to because it has a lot of imprints like that, that I've had experiences with. Um, it's so strange to me and I'm starting to like dig into that, trying to think outside the box to try to, you know, revolutionize the way we think as human beings and try to um, just c- capture something that's a little bit more on that realm, I think. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I want to be like, you know, that, that I'm, no, I'm no scientist, but I want to be yeah. that, like that explorer who discovers something new, like the bottom of an ocean, you know, a species or yeah. like going through a wormhole in the galaxy yeah. to some other like <laughs> yeah. universe, you know? The like, one that makes it more sense, right? Right. Just like Interstellar, you know? Yeah. I got oh, you. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey and Interstellar, man. Yeah. I want to find oh, the don't, dimension. Don't get us started oh, on no, Interstellar. Yeah. Out of the bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're going to find you one of these days. We're going to yeah, hear yeah. you from behind the bookshelf. Yeah. We'll I'm know actually, you've cracked it. I'm actually not even here right now. Oh, my Just God. Just my voice being Are captured. We? I was getting ready to say, you're about to, you're about to send me into a spiral if we go with yeah. this. I'll, I'll lose Man, my mind. Man, it's crazy, right? Because once we start thinking about it, it's, it's a rabbit hole. You go down it, and there's so many, so many ideas and theories, and, you know, you get into the science of it, then they start dissecting that side of things, saying, oh, no, that can't because, because of X, Y, and Z. But then you realize, oh, wait a second, here's a new, like, equation for this or whatever yeah i mean look at they're discovering new universes that have like similar planets to ours with similar suns and you know wormholes that go into other places yeah it always seems like there's some new bit of information coming out that kind of changes the way that we think but i'd like to know what is some advice you would give to someone interested in the field that you are currently in just just be an explorer you know go out there it's i think at this point in my life as i'm getting older i think it's all about experiences to be honest with you i think it's about experiences and information you know and collectively gathering that information and these brains we have and then when we die it's like taking that information wherever whatever is next because the facts are we don't truly know what's next you know you know that energy can't be destroyed but it can multiply it can linger it can become something else but what is it i don't know um do we go somewhere else? I hope we go to some other planet, you know? Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty dope. That's more aligned with what I hope, actually. Yeah, so. <laughs> I want to be like an eight-foot, like, you know, alien species that just, like, ripped or something on another planet. You want, you want to be the one that they're, that they're wondering about down here, yeah, right? Exactly. exactly. I mean, we are a young planet, if you think about it, so I don't know where the technology lies. You know, all these, like these sightings of ufos and sightings of you know the bigfoots and mm-hmm. sightings of the ghosts and whatever else you know people claim 
it's just so fascinating to me. You know, something has to happen. Yeah. You know, right. even believing nothing happens is believing something happens. So yeah, it's like, yeah what pretty is, much. What is next? Yeah. So I'll hit you with one more question. What experience, for the better or worse, would you say changed the way that you view the paranormal or the yeah. belief in it? Um, I think just experiences. Uh, Linda Vista Hospital in 2009. I was walking around in the dark and uh, I was really tired. It was like four in the morning, just the three of us. And I turned around looking into the trauma center where people, you know, die. And right. um, this old hospital has so many stories. And I looked and there's nothing there. Then I look again, there's a lady standing there like two feet in front of my face. And she's just like kind of white, glowing in the dark. Her uh, hospital gown is what stood out more than anything. She had these little flower patterns. Her like short hair was like this, and we made eye contact for that split second until I freaked out. Obviously, like it's like you know being a real haunted house where someone jumps out, they shouldn't be there. Yeah. And um, I don't know that that changed the way I think, and it it pushed me to understand why did I see her? You right. know. Was it a hallucination of my own mind? I don't think so, because I know what is and what isn't from doing it for so long. Right. And I know she was there, and I know what I saw was real, you know, and I know she saw me. It's like she was reaching out, and I got scared. So I think that's what kind of opened my mind up to other possibilities. You yeah. Know? What was crazy is a year or so later, I became obsessed with trying to figure out who that was. And I went to the corner in L.A., and we, we talked to, like, people who brought in Jane and John Doe's and stuff uh, the hospital was shut down for like wrongfully like just stuff that was off the radar you know yeah. and uh, a nurse that worked there in the 80s said that they'd be uh, working on patients and all of a sudden they would see this similar lady because I had a sketch artist draw what I saw uh. and they, I put it on TV and they saw the similar lady would appear during surgeries and the doctors and nurses would tell her to leave the room and she just disappeared so oh, that wow. validated everything for me it's awesome that's yeah, but insane. that was one moment yeah that yeah. kind of ties into that whole like is time linear you know type thing you were talking about that weird world we live in you know people are strange too so you can only imagine what else a little more is strange, out there. A little more strange than the ones that we don't understand, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, I'm the, the strangest one, too. You, so, hey, it's, oh, yeah. that's what we it's look cool, for. Man. A podcast about people would never end. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, thanks so much for coming on. Awesome. Uh, we really appreciate your information. You guys be sure to check all of his stuff out. Feel yeah. free to plug yourself one more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah Crypticon. Uh, come down, check it out. We'll be here again next year, Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, if you haven't checked out Vidi Space, check that out, V-I-D-I dot space. Uh, for the independent filmmaker, for the cryptid, paranormal, supernatural, UFO, uh, ghosts, all that stuff. I have a new uh, series coming out called Nick Roth Investigates that will be on Vidi.space. Uh, Ten episodes coming out soon and on Amazon Prime. So oh, I'm excited cool. about that. Go back to Bobby Mackey's in Kentucky in different locations. Hey, it's nice. Wild. We know yeah, about that one. That's right. very cool. Um, all right, guys. We'll be sure to check him out. And thanks so much for coming on. Thank awesome. you so thanks, much. Guys. Take care. Hi. I'm Chris. I'm Chad. And together, we're, we're a pair of normal guys. Hey, that's beautiful. Wow. I love it. That's practice. That's uh, So you guys are Kentucky-based podcast? Uh, he's actually in Indiana, Indiana, and I'm Kentucky, so we converge to record right now. Right. All right. Okay. Our home base is Charlestown, Indiana. Okay. Because it's better on that side of the river. And we're oh, pair of normal guys, like no. P-A-I-R-O normal guys. Like pair, pair O normal guys. That's we'll definitely not. tag you when we post this. Like pair old, pair O old shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So we understand that you guys might have a creepy tale or two. 
too. I, I have like at least one. I don't know how creepy it is, but it's strange. Well, the over-under is one. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, so that's all he has, though, is that one. Well, I, actually, okay. I have two stories, but one is the one I'm best known for. It's the one I'm on film about, you know, for Bobcat Goldplay. You, you mean the one Drop that you in. entered your own IMDb credit for? I did. I have an IMDb oh, credit like for, for my movies that I've been in. I've been in film. Film. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'll be 45 this year. So I grew up in the 70s and lots of weird, you know, in search of episodes and things like that. So about 1981, uh, we had gone from Brandenburg, Kentucky to Louisville, Kentucky to pick up my aunts and my cousin at the Louisville airport. Okay. And at that time, they were starting to do some road construction down near Otter Creek Park and they were moving a bridge over and they were cutting through this hill. And so we're driving back, and it's probably about 10 o'clock at night, and we come across the bridge and up the hill, and at that time there was like a little drop-off where you could go across the road and go right down into where the creek is. All right. And we're coming up on the hill, and the headlights hit something. All you see is just white fur. And um, all four of us saw this big white bipedal thing. Yeah, it wasn't a good And it made that noise? Yes. Yeah, sure. So I heard. <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, so we just it walked across the road about probably three steps maybe two or three steps across the two emergency lanes and the yeah. two lanes that you drive on and uh so we just didn't really say much about it and years later i asked my mom I'm like hey you know when i was a kid i have a memory of this big white best i could equate it to is like the big monster on hoth you know the wampa from wampa empire yeah. strikes back yeah and it never looked at us it's just like he caught its back big arms and just walked right across the road. I said, mm -hmm. did that really happen? And she's like, yeah, it happened. I said, how come we never talked about it? She said, well, we like going to the park and uh, you guys were little kids and frankly, it just kind of scared the shit out of us. So we didn't talk about it. <laughs> and so that was my That's one fair enough. weird yeah. encounter yeah. with something. So for me, at least, I know there's something out there. Yeah. What it is, don't know. Yeah, it's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. All we need the, mystery is, the mystery is one of the greater parts of it, that's honestly. Right. Um, and then I have one more story that's oh, not Bigfoot good Lord. <laughs> He's in, ready for it. I know. In the, uh, <laughs> probably be the late 90s, early 2000s, I was working at a packaged liquor store in Brandenburg, so I'd usually get home at about midnight, 1 o'clock mm -hmm. in the morning. And so I was driving home. We have a big back deck in our house. And I was standing there, and there's this thing in the air. There's an Olin chemical plant was out on the other side of town. And there's this thing floating in the air. It basically looks like a big orange hot dog. Okay. It looked like a, if you had a balloon that was inflated up and it was a giant orange hot dog, it's floating across the sky about where the chemical So that's a cool balloon idea anyway. It is. Yeah. Oscar Meyer should cash in on that. They like, should. Oh, oh. Well, we said Weir it Mobile's not all they should have. <laughs> Lost yeah. advertising. And so uh, I sat there and watched it for a couple minutes, and um, finally I got my grandfather up. I'm like, Grandpa, come out here. I need you to see this. So he came out, and he sat on the porch for a while, and we watched it in a it was really weird. It's like if you've ever seen one of those giant bubbles that people make pop and then it kind of looks like it just, you know, yeah. it disappears real slowly. Yeah. It did that and I kid you not, maybe like a minute after it was gone, three jets came in from near Fort Knox and started circling around and flew around for about 10 minutes and then left. Oh my God. So there's my UFO story. That's incredible. That's, I've heard that's how the jets feed the hot dog. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hot dogs they that do. circle. You don't, like have, you don't have energon, you eat hot dogs. Exactly. He's not wrong. You forgot to put in on that 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 was also during your drug days. 
Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't remember those. <laughs> oh, no one does. Those are okay. my, you know, Hunter Thompson days. The, uh, nope. <laughs> I've not really had anything weird happen to me, but I do have a scary story. That haircut. No. <laughs> um, if you go back and search the Pair O Normal Guys archives and oh, go yeah? back to show one, uh huh. There's about a 30 minute longer version of Chad's uh, sheep squatch story. Oh, is there? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What's what's longer on that one? Like everything you say. Oh. It's like 45 minutes of you rambling about seeing a goat. Is That's, it the dramatic? That's the director's yeah, cut. Yeah, it's the director's yeah. cut. Yeah. Dance yeah. remix. I mean, I need to give you some content since <laughs> you're going to put it's out now director's 18. cut. It turns out it's just the first time he'd seen an alpaca. Yeah, he didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was a furry ostrich. Oh, all right. <laughs> they have also frightening. They do. Uh, they do. They yeah. make those at Fort Knox as a delicacy for the aliens they keep in the gold vault. Furry ostrich. Oh, I didn't know we were going there. We're going there. Okay. All right. It's almost like Chupacabra. Is it? it was an alien pet that just got loose. Had to go pee and he just scrambled away. Yeah. Fluffy. Yeah. Yep. That's beautiful. You know, he's afraid <laughs> of black-eyed kids. Oh, well. Yeah. He's got a deep-seated fear they're going to show up at his house in the middle of the night. What about, like, the black-eyed peas? I mean, does that... I, I'm afraid of Fergie, but not the rest of them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I respect I that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I Caleb has a deep-seated fear of Fergie as well. Yeah. 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 I, I she looks like she could kick your butt. She oh. said, I don't know what she's referring to in half of her songs. I think it's I think it's cryptic messages. Yeah, it is. About how she wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> So does exactly. that, so does that cover your stories? That, that was my two big stories. Those are, those are some great stories. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. That was great. Really happy to have you guys on here. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Good talking with you. Um, hi, I'm Holly Wallahan, and I'm a professional artist. I do artwork for Anubis Press. Um, I do book covers for them and also writing some stories to have published with them. The story I'm going to tell today is about a house that I lived in whenever I was about 12 or 13. It's in Thomas, West Virginia, which is a really small town in the middle of nowhere on top of a mountain. Okay. And it was haunted. <laughs> All right. We had several experiences while we lived there. Um, one of them was uh, a little bit scarier than the others. My little brother, he was he was about one years old at the time, and he used to talk to the wall near the steps of the basement, and it was pretty strange. Um, one time, uh, I was in my closet, and I I didn't have like a dresser. I had all of my socks and stuff in the, in like a box where I dig through them, and um, oh, yeah. something pushed me oh and i fell and i actually have a scar on my my wrist where a nail cut me when oh it gosh happened. we're looking at proof right now um <laughs> so and you know I've, no one believed me of course your parents all look at you like you're crazy and probably the scariest thing that ever happened though is our dog was laying in the corner that my brother used to talk in and she was a german shepherd one of the most loyal and loving dogs I ever had and mm. uh, she was laying there and out of nowhere she flipped on her back started bouncing off the floor growling and biting and clawing at something yikes and my mom grabbed my brother and we all ran outside and and we're like we're not staying here tonight no. um so after that the dog did not sit in that corner ever again oh my goodness well come to find out i did a little bit of research recently the house was built in the 1900s uh, i think it was actually 1900 wow um and it was a coal town so it's kind of 
secluded. You know, mm-hmm. there were no hospitals or anything. So during the flu epidemic of 1918, I guess the Spanish flu hit that town really hard, and they had lots and lots of deaths. Yeah. And it was cold. It was like October, and it freezes really quick up there, and all the ground was too hard to bury the bodies. Guess where they used to keep the bodies? Oh. In the basement of my house. Oh my yeah. So I found that out recently, and I, I realize now that, um, yeah, yeah, I, everything that happened was probably real. Legitimately So there was a, the basement was kind of weird. It was like half paved and the half dirt. And mm-hmm. there was a, a door to a room that we never went in. We never stored anything. And it was a wooden door with a wooden latch. And that's where they had everything down in the basement. So don't go in like, there. Yeah. Yeah, don't. I think that uh, the guy said that they had about 30 deaths in such a small town. And um, they all ended up with you. They, yeah. yeah. They, they stored them there until the ground was soft enough to bury them. That's incredible. Wow. So, and yeah. may, maybe Thomas they're. West Virginia. <laughs> Thomas, West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia is a spooky place. That town, particularly, is pretty spooky. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That is, that is a very interesting story. And you are writing about this. I'm going to write that story for um, the Nubus Press is putting out a, a new book, and it's called Handbook of the Dead. Okay. I did the cover for it. All right. And um, they're going to be uh, publishing that and putting it out soon. And it'll be on Amazon and Awesome. Awesome. Well, y'all be sure to check that out. That's a great plug. Yeah. Cool story. More of that to come. We appreciate you sitting down with us and, and telling you your story. So Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Jacob Floyd, and my wife, Jenny, and I, we are known as the Frightening Floyds. And we are publishers and authors of paranormal Nonfiction. Um, we own Anubis Press, um, which specializes in paranormal nonfiction, um, cryptids, aliens, or any sort of strange phenomenon. We also have fiction presses, like there's a horror press called Nightmare Press and a Western press called Wild West Press. Awesome. Okay. And uh, we have also we used to do uh, two haunted history and haunts tours in Louisville and Shepherdsville. Um, currently, those are we're not doing those right now, but we did get. A really good story on one of those tours, the Shepherdsville one. It, it involves the old graveyard that's there. Awesome. And we call it the Forgotten Graveyard because to do a little bit of the history behind it, it's a really old graveyard. It's probably about 200 years old. And um, at one time, basically, people just kind of like forgot about it. It got overgrown with weeds and trees, and people would vandalize it and steal headstones from there. And over time, they started saying that the place was haunted Mm. so when we first started doing paranormal investigations and all that we went over there and checked it out and um when we were there we were like it was autumn and the leaves you know leaves are all falling there around there's a kind of a cul-de-sac behind the place and we went over there and we were taking pictures and i started hearing noises in the in the area in the cul-de-sac and it sounded like somebody running through leaves and I thought maybe it was one of the... There's some homeless people out there. I thought maybe they were back there. Maybe it was uh, just a big animal. So I went back there and um, started taking pictures. And I didn't see anything when I first went there. Um, but I looked at the pictures later, and we found an image of what looked to be like a woman in dark gray, with a really pale face, and like maybe long gray hair or some kind of shawl over her. Yikes. And later, as we were doing more questioning around Shepherdsville and other people were telling us stuff because they knew we were setting up something for that tour and um, 
someone had come to us and said that there is a ghost supposedly of a woman they don't know who she is that was buried there in an unmarked grave that walks around that area and they've heard her crying they've heard her laughing there's just different stories tied to it and that one really kind of gave us the creeps because we were like here's this picture we got of it and, you know certainly wow and um another story there's actually another ghost story from that one it involves two doctors that used to live in town in the 1800s their names were ben and henry chris and one of the well, the son which was uh, ben he had an encounter with a man in town that was like a he was just a he owned a drugstore or whatever said something unkind to one of his lady friends and they got into an altercation that ended up with Ben being shot and killed. Yikes. And they're in town when they had the, the court case and everything, they found the, the druggist, John West was his name, to be innocent. They said it was self-defense because Ben drew his gun first. Well, then the father ended up mysteriously dead and some people think that maybe he threatened John West and came after him. And then he, um, you know, made him go away. Yeah, disappear, right. yeah. But the doctors were really well liked in town and John West was an outsider and then not too long after that, John West disappeared. And he's the only one that was involved with that court case that's not buried in that graveyard. So they think maybe people killed him too. Right. But then there's a story that those doctors uh, can be seen in that graveyard on the anniversary of Ben's, Ben's death, which is sometime in November. Okay. Man. There's been stories of seeing the doctors walking around this uh, tree line at the edge of the uh, graveyard and that his father can be seen around the graves so two interesting things that happened to us there before we'd heard that story um, we were there taking pictures again on a different occasion and my wife Jenny was taking the pictures of the graveyard and I just kind of turned around and took a picture of the sky because it looked like it was about to storm and we went back to look at the pictures we saw something white in the tree line and when we looked back there we zoomed in on it and we looked at it it looked like the face of a man with a beard and there was, we went back to investigate, and there was nothing back there that could have made that. No trees, no gravestones that would have made that picture. And also, once we were doing a spirit box session in there, and there's a marker outside the graveyard that has a bunch of names listed of people that they know were buried in there. Yeah. There's missing graves, too, so there's people buried sure. there they didn't know. She was like, all right, well, who's here? Because somebody made a response in the spirit box. And, you know, with spirit boxes, you sometimes got to try and figure out if it was radio or if it was an actual response. Right. Sure. So she's like, I'm going to point at names on here, and I want you to just tell me who you are. And she was running her finger down there, and she heard the name Henry. And when she looked down there, her finger was on Henry Chris's name. And this is oh. before we'd heard the story of the doctors. Oh, wow. So that's actually one of the stories that's going to be in our upcoming um, book, paranormal book, Kentucky Strange and Unusual Haunts. That book sounds so, awesome. Yeah. It's gonna, and it's growing. It's like getting bigger by the week because Kentucky's a ridiculously haunted state, apparently. Insanely. Yeah. As we learn more and more every day. Yes, it yeah. is. We love it. And we Absolutely. went through like research and I found like just, I kind of go through and just find all the possible stories that could be ghost stories and then I look them up. And of course, if there's not much to them, I'll just throw them aside. But there's, my wife and I have looked at all these and there's been so many that just actually have real stories to them. Absolutely. We're glad to, to put that one in the book because that was our personal and on our tour. So that was yeah. pretty that's a cool story to it. That's, that's amazing. I, those are really cool stories. We really yeah. appreciate you sharing that I with like us. The, uh, I like the part with all the uh, ghost doctors hanging out. It sounds yeah. like a good way to get like, like a free checkup. Right. You, know, you show up, like but, set up a little clinic. And it was funny because years before we had never heard the actual names of someone just said doctors haunted the graveyard. Mm -hmm. We're like, how the heck did you know they were doctors? Well, they wear right. white coats and their goats, but yeah. now we have yeah. a story. So yeah, that's just, wow. So yeah, and their graves are right next to each other too, Ben and Henry. Really? So it's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. super cool, man. Well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing that story Absolutely. with us. Thank, thank you for having me on. Be sure Absolutely. to check out the book, and thanks so much. All right, thank you.
All right, guys. So that was the CryptidCon interview episode of Lore 20 Podcast. And we really appreciate you listening to that. Uh, please keep the emails coming. Please keep all the social media interaction going on. And thanks again to Matt Durham and Kyle Cadell. And of course, thanks to all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys tuning in all the time, really helping us out. And we can't wait to put out another episode. There might be one in a week or so. Definitely two weeks from now, like normal, but we may put out a little filler just to have something out and uh, just to get behind the mic. You know, it's fun to get together with the boys and put something out for you guys. But thanks again for listening. This has been Lore 20 Podcast.